Welcome to Leadership Matters with Dr. Cheryl White and Dr. Andre Howard. This is your forum for exploring and discussing challenges that are faced by public and nonprofit leaders. And now, Leadership Matters. Good afternoon, and thank you for tuning in to Leadership Matters, informing leaders, inspiring solutions. I'm Cheryl White, and I am just looking forward to our conversation uh, today on Black Men Voices in Leadership, Increasing Understanding, and Being an Ally. Glad to have uh, Claude A. Robinson here. He's the Executive Vice President of External Affairs um, and Diversity at uh, UCAN in Chicago, Illinois. So, Claude, thank you for joining us today. Glad to be here, Cheryl. Yes, and then also glad to have Henry L. Foster, the Chief of Staff for Council President Pro Temp Monica Montgomery Stepp, City of San Diego, City Council, 4th District. Henry, thanks for joining us. Dr. White, thank you for having me. My pleasure. And Troy Bell, City Manager of the City of Muskegon Heights in Michigan. Troy, good to see you. And you're on mute, Troy, just so you know. Minor detail there. (laughs) (laughs) Great to have each of you here. I'm going to just jump right into this conversation, Troy. I'm going to actually have you go first and just share from your perspective. What does it mean to be a black man in America? So I'm just jumping in and getting myself situated and you hit me right off the bat. (laughs) That's what it means to be a black man in America. We got to be ready. (laughs) (laughs) You know, um, um, it is a challenge on on so many different levels. And the the way that uh, my mother described it to me when she was, you know, painting the picture of who I had to be and what I was up against was that, you know, the world is going to be after you, on you, against you in many ways, um, all the time, um, anyway. And your challenge is to uh, deal with the the anger and the hostility and uh, find a way to, to do it without changing who you are as a human being, without allowing it to seep into your soul. And if that's not enough, um, the real challenge is, if you're a person of faith, is to do it in such a way that you uh, never allow yourself to be jaded by it and never allow yourself to, to, to become bitter as a result of that. Mm-hmm. And so that's, in, in my mind, that sums up um, the, um, the life that I've tried to live as an, as an African-American male in a predominantly white um, uh, society. Um, uh, and as you know, with my background, having been a, a police officer um, and served for eight years in the Miami area, um, I've seen things um, on the proverbial both sides of the equation and um you know during the time that i was an officer i was and i sat down and counted it one time i was stopped 27 different times for uh just being black in the wrong place while i was an officer and i probably would not be here today if it were not for the fact that i had a badge in my back pocket and was able to check uh, the officers before they went too far um in the in and so I, I, I see it from that perspective. Um, every time that you go into a, a, a place of business, 
you don't know whether or not you are being regarded as a customer or um, as somebody who's there up to no good. And that, that's a crazy um, thing to have to deal with. And the last thing I'll say um, mm-hmm. is that one of the in, in, insidious aspects of racism in this society is to, and this goes back to what my mother was trying to say, is to have a heart and compassion for everybody that you come in contact with while still knowing in the back of your mind and having to reconcile in the back of your mind whether or not those people that you're dealing with look at you differently because of the color of your skin. Mm-hmm. And having to deal with that burden of not wanting to accuse somebody falsely, but at the same time having to protect yourself from the possibilities or the eventualities of somebody who might be driven based on hate. Mm-hmm. Mm. Troy, thanks for um, sharing. That is, um, that's a lot to process, um, which I'm sure is another thing that, um, you know, life brings us. And then there's these additional complexities related to our identity. So I appreciate your opening up and just sharing that perspective. Henry, how about your perspective with regards to what it means to be a black man in America? Man, that's a, I must be honest, that's a hard one to follow. Uh, Brother Troy, you, you jumped in and went right into it. So um, that, that was very well, very well said. Um, and as Dr. White said, a lot to unpack there. Um, I would have to agree that, you know, every day is a challenge. Um, and, and it's a challenge from all sides. Uh, you, you have the challenge from your, 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 your biggest supporters of going out and um, walking the talk or, or walking the walk and, um, and, and, and being the best that you can be. And, and there's a high expectation there when you look at, um, you know, the way I was raised and um, the family background and, you know, dealing with those expectations. Um, the other side to it is, as Troy mentioned, your everyday, everyday life and, and um, dealing with the, with the history of the, the, the world that we live in and um, dealing in a predominantly, um, I'm gonna call it a white America. Um, you know, every day you are doubted, you are challenged, your voice is considered less than, and being able to find that balance to, to, to wade those waters, I guess, and to come out on the other side and, and be successful in what you're trying to achieve. And um, again, I think it's important to, um, <laughs> oftentimes I find it difficult to practice this, but maintaining that self-control mm-hmm. um, to, to continue to have a very difficult conversation um, because oftentimes you go into a room where the expectation is low mm-hmm. um, and, and um, it's almost a check the, check the box scenario as I'll call it. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so, so, so just finding that balance I think is, is, is critical. Um, I also think it's important um, when we talk about family. Um, I've been blessed um, to have, you know, loving, loving wife to two to beautiful kids. And, um, you know, I try to base the way I handle things. Um, I, I use my family as a basis for how I conduct myself. And if I can come home and I have my son's 17 now, um, Dr. White, you know my son. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's a fantastic young man, but 
Um, if I can come home at the end of the day, after after my long days and look my son in the face and, and feel as if I have conducted myself in a manner um, that was, uh, I'm gonna say needed um, and, and that um, I didn't, um, as Troy said, compromise my beliefs um, and, and what's important to, to me and um, my foundation, I think I've had a, had, had a great day, no matter how hard it was, no matter how challenging it was, and no matter what was in front of me. So uh, mm-hmm. it, it is a challenging time, but um, I like to think if you look at our history, we're a strong people, and um, I think we've shown that, and that um, we will make it out on the other side if we continue to, to stay strong, stay focused, mm-hmm. and, um, and be the best that we can be. So Great. Wonderful. Thank you, Henry. I appreciate um, your sharing. And yes, you have a beautiful family. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Claude, I'm going to ask you the same question, just your perspective. Sure. I'm going to come from a a different angle. Um, You know, the question of what does it mean to be a black man um, in this country? Um, I, I think that there are a lot of boys or males who are masquerading as men. And I don't think that um, we're afforded the opportunity to walk the path of true manhood. We're we're not Mm -hmm. taught what that truly means. And you can come to um, answer that question by asking a few few essential questions. One, who who am I? And, And really, who am I? Not what I do or what others think of me, but what I know of myself. Who who am I? And what am I here for? Why am I here? Another essential question. And what meaningful contribution can I make to to the civilization or, or to the world? And I think manhood and being a black man, being able to master yourself, to know yourself to a degree that you know what you have to offer to the world to a family, to others, and knowing that you will have the opposition like Troy and like Henry spoke of, I'm clear that you have enemies to to your divine existence here in the world. And it's your job to to lead in a way that you combat those negative those negative aspects that are trying to tear you down from becoming who you really were to be as a man mm-hmm. so that you are able to live a life and leave a legacy for for those who are coming along. So, mm-hmm. of course, all, mm-hmm. all of the struggles, mm-hmm. um, knowing and seeing and being conscious of that um, mm-hmm. head on, but realizing that that can't define you. you mm-hmm. You're here for something bigger. You're here for something better. And um, there are generations yet unborn that you're working for so that things will be different for them after we've gone from this from this world. So so being a black man means you're called and created to, to do and, and, and be great. Mm-hmm. Love it. What comes to mind as you speak, um, Claude, is just um, often thinking people ask, well, you know, what do you think success is? And and I connect to what you're saying, because I think it's really knowing and living your purpose. Would agree. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Henry, I'm going to ask you just to start us off, and we'll probably catch you up on the other side. Uh, it looks like we might be coming up against a commercial break, but how has been, um, how has, I should say, um, 
being a Black man impacted your life and leadership journey? So just your thoughts on that. And then um, Claude and Troy, I'll ask you to be considering the same thing. How has being a Black man impacted your life and leadership journey? Um, well, and, and um, man, that's an interesting that's an interesting conversation as I, as I look back at my life. Um, and and um, as, as Claude said, I'll kind of, you know, understanding who you are, what your purpose is, um, as you put it, Dr. White. Um, you know, where I'm at now, I had a 25 year career in, in the construction industry. So Henry, I'm going to take you okay. and um, this wonderful, thoughtful piece that you're getting ready to go into. I'm going to just put a comma there and really pick back up and, and have you, I'm going to just, when we come back on the other side, have you just um, finish your thoughts and we'll hear the same from Claude and Troy. So please stay with us. We'll be right back with more on Leadership Matters. Inform. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Leadership Matters is brought to you by Innovisions. Need to improve leadership, staff, or organization performance? Contact Innovisions today for quality, effective, and affordable leadership, staff, and organization development training, coaching, and consulting services. Call 619-453-8093. That's 619-453-8093. Or send an email to Dr. White. Her email address is swite at neighborhoodhouse.org. Innovisions is a social enterprise of the Neighborhood House Association of San Diego, California. Funds raised go to support the Neighborhood House Association's mission to enrich lives through a continuum of education and wellness service. It's time to take charge of your own career path. But how do you get started? First, tune in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. Each show will feature national business leaders, tips and insight from Marie and her guests, career management tools, and a weekly career smart tip. She'll help you move forward, earn that promotion, get hired into the career you want, and brand yourself. The Career Confidant is broadcast live every Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Leadership Matters with Dr. Cheryl White and Dr. Andre Howard. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to Dr. Cheryl White at swite at neighborhoodhouse.org. Now, back to Leadership Matters. And we are back with more on Leadership Matters. I'm Cheryl White, and I'm delighted to have three fabulous guests today talking about Black men voices in leadership, increasing understanding, and being an ally. We have Claude A. Robinson, Jr., the Executive Vice President of External Affairs and Diversity at UCAN in Chicago, Illinois, Henry L. Foster, Chief of Staff for Council President Pro Temp Monica Montgomery Steps, City of San Diego. City Council 4th District, and Troy Bell, City Manager for the City of Muskegon Heights in Michigan. 
So again, welcome back to each of you. And Henry, I'm going to just toss it right back over to you to share more with regards to how being a Black man has impacted your life and leadership journey. And um, thank you for that. And and just to to jump back in, um, I have about a 25, as I look at my journey, 25 years of experience in the construction industry. You know, grew up in a, come from a family, um, a black owned contractor, contracting business um, in the 70s and 80s. And um, as I look at my journey, what I find interesting is I went from living, eating, sleeping construction. And now I sit before you here today as a chief of staff for an elected official. Um, and, and, And it goes back to, I think, really understanding your purpose and um, the things that you see before you. And um, I can go back um, to to where as I look at what I'm doing now and understanding that there is something out there for you where um, I'm able to work for a a council member um, that I love to work for that I, you know, I'm working probably 15 hour days, it seems like on a regular, um, and, and we're working on things such as police reform, reimagining policing, really diving into economic development and, and really looking at how we can help, help our, help our people. Um, and so for that, I've been blessed. And, and as I look at how my, um, my journey has shaped me, um, you know, having that, that village that was around me, as you, you know, a, a young, uh, a young black man growing up in southeastern San Diego in the, the 80s, um, it was very trying times. Uh, but I always had individuals behind me uh, from all walks of, of the community, and uh, I'll never forget. I always had my friends that I that I grew up with and and cousins and, and folks in high school where they would always say, "Hey, you know, you can't come over here and do this or something. There's something else meant for you." And, and, and um, there, there's something you, you're here for a purpose and never really understood what that meant as I was living, you know, day to day. But it does make sense now as I mm-hmm. look at what um, I deal with on a daily mm-hmm. basis, mm-hmm. The, the, the challenges that come before us um, and, and, and dealing at City Hall. Um, and um, it, it's, it's, it's very interesting, the conversations that we have here. Um, especially with the current environment that we're in. Um, and, and so um, I'm really glad to be here during these times. Um, you're talking about a pandemic um, and, and, and probably the hardest hit areas are, 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 is, is our community and, and being able to, to sustain, um, come through the other side at the same time, um, bringing in new policies um, where I think we really have a voice at the table and, and, and really bringing about some substantive change. Mm-hmm. Um, so as you go through that, um, that journey, um, I, I think it is those life experiences. Um, as much as we like to say, um, you know, there's some bad things that happens, being able to look at those circumstances, being able to understand those circumstances and turn them around and use them to your advantage, use them as strength, um, use them as understanding. Um, to, 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 to always ask yourself, what could I have done better? Um, how could I have done something differently? And, and, um, and so I think it, it, it helped me to, to have a very open mind um, as you're dealing with different dynamics 
um, and, um, and so um, I think that's kind of what helped shape me and, and pushed me to be where I'm at today. Mm-hmm. Just those Wonderful. general, just those life experiences. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Thank you. And I'm going to say shout out to Dr. Kristen Lee, who always um, says all things work together for the good of you. And uh, she'll know what I'm talking about and others can hopefully that mm-hmm. will resonate with them as well. Claude, what about yourself? You know, how has been um, your being a black man? How has that really impacted your life and your leadership journey? So um, I, I never grew up with a, with a father. Um, I'm originally from Philly. I'm on the East Coast. Uh, my father went to Vietnam um, and came back kind of messed up from from that experience. So I was never around him. I was around my grandfather and my and my uncles. And, and we're speaking just about men right now. Of course, my mother and grandmother and others um, who, who taught me a work ethic. Um, but I think um, not having a father actually um, gave me an example to look at what, what some call the law of opposites, where I could see what I was not supposed to be. Um, and um, it, it fueled who I am now as a father of three. Mm-hmm. And also um, as a mentor of thousands acro- mm-hmm. across the country um, where, where I see the need, I'm, I'm able to spiritually discern how I'm supposed to be in in situations um, because of that. What what normally could be a father deficit or father wound, if I hadn't mm-hmm. spent time um, really sitting with it and seeing um, how it could either hinder me or help me, um, that that's what happened. Mm-hmm. And I, I never. Um, really understood manhood until I was probably 26 when I was really challenged by um, someone who said, you're doing this all wrong. You think um, performance is what what makes you a man, Um, what you have, who you know, who's in your bed, that type of thing. Instead, that's not the, the model of manhood that, that I was supposed to be. So I, I started to study a lot and um, I was under the tutelage of Reverend Dr. Jer- Jeremiah A. Wright Jr. here in Chicago, um, Trinity United Church of Christ, um, Black Liberation Theology. And mm-hmm. it, it really started to awaken me to say, yo, you, you have serious connection to your historical past. And I didn't realize that I was inextricably tied to Baldwin and um, J.A. Rogers or Frederick Douglass, Nat Turner. Those those are our ancestors. And, And knowing that it wasn't just some people that were in a book and things like that. No, this is you. And they are counting on you to look and to lead in your time so that this change that they were fighting for back then is here. And, mm-hmm. and to know that really inspired my leadership mm-hmm. and also em- empowered me to, to walk proud in, in mm-hmm. who I am mm-hmm. and whose I am. So mm-hmm. that that has fueled my journey. And I've, I've had a, Rudyard Kipler, Kipling had a book called The White Man's Burden. Man, beat it, dude. 
with that stuff. You know, um, what burden do you really have in this in this country? You know, so I've always had a, a, an extreme passion for black boys and black men and for black families so so that we can be who we should be. So that's kind of what guides any and everything that I do. And I model it inside my own home, but then also outside mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Claude. I know that um, um, every time I have an encounter with you, you go deeper and deeper um, into your purpose and how you communicate it. And I think just in hearing you share what you just shared gives me just another just another uh, peek into you and, and why and how you're just so deep and everything you do is driving uh, meaning in a real powerful way. So appreciate that about you. Troy, what about yourself? So I would say, and I, I need to, to make this uh, caveat, uh, uh, I am thankful for being able to serve in the role that I serve in as city manager because of the vision of my mayor and of my um, city council. And so everything that I do uh, supports the work that I do now in the community where I'm at, which is a majority minority community. But in terms of how uh, being a black man has affected me and my leadership journey, I can look back from the time that I was four or five years old and everything that I ever achieved, I had to achieve through a fight. It was a battle. It was always a battle. And, you know, I was raised with the ethic that if you see something that's wrong, well, first of all, that you have to you have a responsibility to keep your eyes open, because if you have blessings, you have a responsibility to use those blessings to help other people. And if you see something that needs to be changed, that you don't have a right to criticize it until you first try to change it. And if you have the resources to change it, then it's your responsibility. If you fail, then that's um, not taking advantage of the uh, the blessings that God has given you. And so because of that foundation, um, I think that drove me to always uh, push towards the front, towards leadership roles and leadership uh, responsibilities, because I was trying to change things, constantly trying to change things and push the envelope. And so by the time I was uh, 18 years old, I think I held 21 elected positions. And these are in uh, majority white communities. Uh, my father was in the service and the majority of the uh, duties that he has were were in southern communities. And so everything that I achieved from, I think uh, I remember being in fifth grade and uh, being the best in math and having to sit next to the teacher for every exam because he couldn't believe there was any way that I could have gotten uh, the highest score in the math class um, and having to retake tests after I aced a test. and. Um, they wanted to, to do it in a controlled environment. And so I'd have to be in the room by myself <laughs> and retake the same t- uh, uh, or a more difficult test. Um, but looking back up on my life because of the way people regarded me as a black man and in a, in a sense, a threat to the power uh, structure, everything was a battle. Um, but all those battles you know, and the scars that came along with it um, serve to prepare me for the next battle. And so uh, I can't say that, well, I shouldn't say that in, in the course of my career, there was one opportunity that I had to work for an African-American man, for, uh, for another black man. And 
in that opportunity, he was one of the few mentors that I had that was interested in investing in me and my career. Other than that, I had to scratch and claw um, my way through everything. And, you know, there's some good and there's some bad in that because I learned a lot and it may, it prepared me for every uh, uh, subsequent battle, like I said. But I think this is a story, my story is a story of hope and tragedy. Tragedy because of some of the uh, obstacles that I had to overcome. Um, hope because I was successful in overcoming them. And also hope in looking back at what some of our young folks are, are afforded today. I mean, I look around in, in, the, in the practice and discipline of city management, there was nobody that was trying to mentor me or uh, pull me in to the, to the practice or direct me or direct my career. And so that's, you know, if you look at my background, that's why it is so varied because I was told in order to be a city manager, you had to learn as much as you could about everything. And so I went into technology. I started off as an engineer. I did law enforcement. I did education. Every aspect of community, society, I f tried to find a leadership role that I could in order to get the experience to say, mm -hmm. as a black man, I've checked off all the boxes, so why not me? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and thank today, you, mm -hmm. fortunately, there's a pathway for, for people that look like me to be mentored mm -hmm. into the profession. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm excited about that. Wonderful. Thank you, Troy. Thank you to mm -hmm. each of you for sharing. We're going to uh, take a break. And on the other side of that break, I'm just going to ask you to um, share a little bit about what gave you the fortitude. What gave you the fortitude to keep on keeping on? And then we'll also ask you, you know, um, what do you want others to know and understand about black men and how might they be um, supportive and allies uh, in the journey? So please stay with us. We'll be right back with more on Leadership Matters, informing leaders, inspiring solutions. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. Leadership Matters is brought to you by InnoVisions. Need to improve leadership, staff, or organization performance? Contact InnoVisions today for quality, effective, and affordable leadership, staff, and organization development training, coaching, and consulting services. Call 619-453-8093. That's 619-453-8093. Or send an email to Dr. White. Her email address is swite at neighborhoodhouse.org. InnoVisions is a social enterprise of the Neighborhood House Association of San Diego, California. Funds raised go to support the Neighborhood House Association's mission to enrich lives through a continuum of education and wellness service. The pace of change in the world is increasing exponentially and shows no signs of slowing down. Leadership is evolving and requires more and more innovative leaders to keep up. Innovating Leadership, co-creating our future with Maureen Metcalf, features interviews with global business leaders, thought leaders, and academics in a wide range of industries. Proven concepts and tools may be applied to build your organization and deliver sustainable success. Tune in every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America Business. You are listening to Leadership Matters with Dr. Cheryl White and Dr. Andre Howard. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call 1-866-472-5790. 
That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to Dr. Cheryl White at swite at neighborhoodhouse.org. Now, back to Leadership Matters. And we are back with more on Leadership Matters. And for those that are just joining us, I'm Cheryl White, and I'm delighted to be talking today about Black men voices in leadership, increasing understanding and being an ally, having this conversation with Claude A. Robinson, Jr., the Executive Vice President of External Affairs in Diversity at UCAN in Chicago, Illinois, Henry L. Foster, Chief of Staff for Council um, President Pro Temp. That would be Monica Montgomery Stepp, City of San Diego, City Council 4th District, and Troy Bell, City Manager for the City of Muskegon Heights in in Michigan. So uh, thank you again, each of you for being with us. Claude, I'm gonna throw this next question out uh, to you first. And that is when faced with adversity, um, what really gave you the fortitude to keep on keeping on? Sure. Um, I think some of it is uh, is attitude and um, attitude being what's, what's your approach to life when um, challenges come. Um, I played sports all, all my life, um, played college football and basketball and um, ha- have really learned you know, a lot of lessons about continuing to push, continuing to work and to try and perfect your, your craft as best as you can be. And at the same time, you learn a lot of disappointment. You know, you learn losing, you learn um, disappointment and um, frustration and failure. So that that has um, helped me in my leadership, but also music um, mm-hmm. really um, helps me center mm-hmm. myself. And if you if you look at singers like Donny Hathaway and the song Someday We'll All Be Free. And then he, he talked about he's not heavy. He's my brother. Mm-hmm. He had Marvin Gaye talking about what's going on and what's happening, brother, and things like that. So so often to, to be able to connect to that and to feel that, you know, that wasn't made just to make some money. You know, that was what was going on during those times. And um, I, I immerse myself in, in music and the message that's there to, to, to motivate me and inspire me. And then also, lastly, uh, I mentioned my affiliation with Trinity United Church of Christ, um, a strong spiritual base, knowing um, that no matter what what's going on, um, that, that, I, that God is watching and, and God is, is, is fortifying and giving me what I need to continue on um, the journey that I'm on. So I would say those, those are the things that I kind of bracket my life in, um, mm-hmm. bracket it in prayer and, and just to focus on who I am and, and what I'm mm-hmm. here to do. I love it, Claude. Thank you so much. Attitude, approach, music, and that strong spiritual base. I'm going to toss this over to um, Troy and ask you to respond to the same thing. What's giving you the fortitude to keep on keeping on? And uh, some of the similar things that Claude mentioned, um, Mm -hmm. I'll say first, I was blessed to have examples of success. Uh, My my father was a or uh, is a retired uh, general officer, army general officer. Um, and he uh, rose to that rank through ROTC at a time when very few people made the general officer rank unless they went through West Point. 
Um, my mother uh, was a PhD in um, special education. Um, and so those examples said to me that, you know, regardless of what I was facing and the situation in the moment that I was in, that there was a way to be successful. And so just knowing that that was a possibility um, connected well with the next thing. And like Claude said, I grew up playing sports. I'm very competitive. My mother will tell you the <laughs> easiest way to get me to do something is to tell me that it can't be done <laughs> or to tell me no. Um, you know, we had an adage in our house that said there was no such word as camp. But at the core of that was the faith foundation that said that, uh, and I held on to this verse that, Uh, the Lord will will never put on you more than you can handle. Mm -hmm. And so in all the situations that I was in, um, I would go back to the faith foundation that I had and say, you know, Lord, you put me here and the scripture says, and I can claim this and I can stand on it, that you would not put on me more than I can handle. Mm -hmm. And thus I know there's a way that I can be, I can persevere and be successful Mm -hmm. in these situations. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, those things coupled together, I think, is what gave me and continues to give me the drive to be able to um, overcome. Love it. Love it. Um, examples of success. Faith Foundation. And I can hear the songs going in the church. The Lord will make a way out of yeah. no way. I believe in miracles <laughs> every day. All right. Um, Henry, how about for yourself? What's giving you the fortitude? Man, this is, uh, you know, I was last on this one. This is, I don't know what else. What else you do. <laughs> they they uh, covered the bases. Yeah. Huh? Anything? <laughs> <laughs> they did. Uh, but, you know, a lot of similarities. Um, you, you know, they mentioned sports. Uh, I also grew up um, playing football. Um, and baseball all the way through through high school. So I'm also highly, highly competitive. Um, and, and, uh, <laughs> and I think that's probably my most driving, you know, has a lot to do with my drive because I hate to lose. I'll be honest, I hate to lose. Mm-hmm. I refuse to lose. Um, and, and I think I even look at things um, as I go day to day to where, uh, I more view things as the battle, not the war. And uh, you, you, you may come out on top day one, but I tell you what, you're going to have a heck of a day on day two. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and, and that carries with me. Uh, I also think, you know, from a faith foundation, uh, always being grounded and, and understanding that the Lord will not put more on you than you can handle. I think that's, I think that's very real. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and um you know, sometimes when things get rough, you just kind of look, look, look to the sky and say, "Hey, good Lord, I know, I know you're going to continue to bless me with your grace and pull me through this." And that's where that day two kicks in and says, "I'm about to go do what I do best." Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah. and again, I'll go back to my family, um, making sure that I can um, provide for my family, and um, and again, making sure that they can be proud of me um, and, and and how I carry myself. Right again. I don't want to get into what's success, but more so how do how do I conduct myself? How how do I how do I come home at the end of the night? Um and, and, and what mind frame am I in? And um and, and just letting the family know what's important is family. Um and, and that's really, really important. 
Okay. And so I think those are my driving driving forces. And, mm-hmm. you, you know, unlike Claude, I did have my father. You know, he was a big role in my life. And uh, I'm blessed to have to have had him. Um, and, and, uh, and I tell you what, you, you talk about um, police officers. You know, my worry wasn't police officers. My worry was coming home and telling my father that I made a bad decision or, or having to look him in the face and say, you know, I messed up. Um, and so I was blessed to have that, to, to have that um, for as long as I had it. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, he, he played a big role in getting me to where I'm at. And I want to continue to pass that on and uh-huh. uh, and, and, and pass it on to my son and, and also for others. Um, you know, as, as we talk about mentoring, um, I think uh-huh. it's important that we spread our knowledge um, and quite honestly, spread our love uh-huh. and, and let other um, uh, young black men know that we're here. And, and, uh-huh. To, to provide our knowledge to them. So mm-hmm. I think that's my drive. Yeah. Well, and I'll say that fortitude, um, connecting back to Troy with regards to the um, competitiveness, the drive, and everyone really kind of connecting back to some of those same things as relates to faith. Um, heard your fortitude coming from your family. Uh, also heard you say that Antonique tells you that quitting is not an option. No, I'm not, not an option. Quitting is not an option. And then just your your vision for yourself and um, legacy that you want to leave and love the um, foundation with regards to love. So uh, thank you so much for sharing that. Troy, starting with yourself as a black man, what do you want others to know and understand about black men? Um, I, I would say um, the challenge of, um, to understand the challenge of being a black man is to say, and, and I think um, Henry touched on this before, that um, uh, the challenge of, of manhood in the, in the face of the obstacles that we encounter to what it is to, to be a man in this in this world and to uh, define that in the way that all, that includes love, that includes vulnerability, but also includes um, an embracing of the responsibility that you have not only to your family, but to, to the community at large. Um, and to also understand uh, the delicate dance that you have to make um, and attempting to be who you are in a society that constantly wants to see you as less than you are. Mm-hmm. Um, and be able to do that and still love the people that you are, <laughs> that are your detractors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a um, difficult line um, to walk in a really high um, bar to set for oneself. I'm going to ask you also for your thoughts on the other side. Troy, were you going to say something else? Yeah, I want to say one of the most impactful books for me was uh, the biography of Medgar Evers. Hmm. And uh, um, reading that and understanding the compromises that he had to navigate to be a man in the environment that he did with uh, the family that he um, uh, had, had was responsible for. Mm-hmm. And um you know those sacrifices. So, if anyone if anyone has not read that, then that was a truly impactful book for me in terms of what it means to be a black man in America. Mm-hmm. Thank you. So, Claude and Henry, on the other side of the commercial, I'm going to ask you to share 
a little bit more um, as well and and also then transition us to thinking about what can others do to be supportive and an ally of Black men in the workplace? So stay with us. We'll be right back with more on Leadership Matters, informing leaders, inspiring solutions. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio, Voice America Business Network. Leadership Matters is brought to you by InnoVisions. Need to improve leadership, staff, or organization performance? Contact InnoVisions today for quality, effective, and affordable leadership, staff, and organization development training, coaching, and consulting services. Call 619-453-8093. That's 619-453-8093. Or send an email to Dr. White. Her email address is swite at neighborhoodhouse.org. InnoVisions is a social enterprise of the Neighborhood House Association of San Diego, California. Funds raised go to support the Neighborhood House Association's mission to enrich lives through a continuum of education and wellness service. Small businesses are in trouble, and it didn't just start with COVID-19. From the recession several years ago to the revolution of e-commerce giants more recently, small businesses are getting hit hard and need to come back. Tune in to Business Buzz and Business Watch. It's two shows in one. Hosted by Frank Hellring. We'll help your small business bounce back with best practices, guest experts, and resources that you can use to strengthen your small business. Listen Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific and 1 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. You are listening to Leadership Matters with Dr. Cheryl White and Dr. Andre Howard. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to Dr. Cheryl White at swite at neighborhoodhouse.org. Now, back to Leadership Matters. And we are back with more on Leadership Matters. And Henry, I'm going to toss it right over to you to just ask you if there's anything you'd like to add with regards to what you'd want others to know and understand about Black men. Uh, you know, I'm going to keep it short. Um, I just want everybody to understand we need love, too. You know, mm-hmm. we, we have feelings. We're, we're, mm-hmm. we're, we're people. Uh, you know, as we said earlier, there's a lot on us. And uh, you know, don't always need to be beat down. Uh, you, you know, that's a that's a daily thing. So, so just, just we need love. We're, we're mm-hmm. people. You, you know, mm-hmm. show us oh. that love. That, that, that's all. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> we need love too. Show us the love. Yeah, no, that's that that that's real and that's powerful. Claude, how about yourself? Um, j- just take the time to to get to to really know um, a brother. Don't don't believe the hype like Public Enemy, Enemy and them said back in the day. How society paints this picture: birth of a nation. We're coming to do whatever to you. You know it ain't all that. You know get get to know us and and our, our humanity, and it'll it'll expand your worldview, um, especially um, those white identified leaders. Look, look to learn beyond you know what you're what you're hearing. Really get to know us. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Claude. Henry, I'm going to ask you to just start us off in t- discussing what others can do to be supportive and an ally of Black men in the workplace. Wow, that's a that's a loaded question there, Doctor White. <laughs> um, 
you know, I'm going to go back to my construction, the construction industry. And uh, what's interesting is I had the pleasure of, of attending Hampton University, historically black college. Um, you know, upon my graduation, was recruited into a, a large uh, a large construction firm. And going from, my, I'm gonna call it my world at Hampton, and then being in the, you know, going to that large company where you are surrounded, surrounded uh, by white by white men, and um, uh, you know you you had to hear certain comments that uh, you, you know you're one of the only minorities that really understands this that really has a good work ethic. Um, the, you know I think all of that is is, is really unacceptable, and um, when we talk about how can someone help? I think it goes back to what we said we do, how we mentor young folks um, and, and, and having, um, taking the time out to, to, as Claude said, make sure you get to know a person. Um, don't judge the book by its cover. Understand that we've earned, earned the right to be in the same room as you are. And, um, I, you know, in the world of, uh, you know, DEI, I always say, we hear a lot about opportunity, right? A lot about opportunity. Let's 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 make opportunity. Let's let's give folks opportunity. That's a very challenging word, right? I, I don't like to separate opportunity without without inclusion, right? If we talk about opportunity and then we include inclusion, you kind of you start to spark my interest. Um, but oftentimes in the world that we live in, opportunity means I made a phone call to you or um, I sent you an email where. That's not necessarily what I look for. So I think it's just continued support, uh, continued mentoring. Um, you know, don't put individuals in a box. Don't put us in a box. Um, a lot of times where, where, where one person may be deemed assertive, we, team, we tend to be deemed aggressive, right? And, and, and so I think um, kind of understanding um, our, our path, our journey, um, and, and, and understand that, that, that we're an asset, that we're a value, um, and, 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 and find, it, find ways to incorporate, it, incorporate us into what I call the, the, the system or the institution, right? Mm -hmm. um, make us a part of the business. Mm -hmm. um, so, so if I can add that, that's probably the, what I'd like, uh, how folks I think can be supported. All right, thank you, Henry. Claude, anything you'd add? Yeah. You, um, so you, you have to be in the workplace. Um, there are a lot of characteristics of white supremacy inside of um, organizations, whether it's corporate or nonprofit. And um, you, you have to have courageous leaders who are, are going to address those issues. Um, similar to what Henry was talking about, if there are microaggressions taking place, or if you see employees that are not being um, given opportunities, they're not being valued, um, someone has to have the fortitude to stand up and, um, and challenge the status quo. Um, whatever cost that is, um, someone needs to do that. And if you're a, a, a diversity practitioner and you're not challenging and, and causing 
people to be uncomfortable and, and things like that, then you, you might as well quit. You ain't doing a good job of it at all. The, the hiding behind, oh, we're not feeling comfortable with this. Oh, this seems really whatever. You know, you're you're doing your job inside of the organization. So for, for me at UCAN, um, we established a number of policies that, that address equity. And then if we're speaking specifically about black men or African-American men, um, we created in our employee resource groups, um, Black Men 360 back in 2007. And it's a, an employee-led voluntary group and a space for Black men to, to be themselves. And at the same time, um, we have another group called Project Visible Man um, for young African-American youth boys um, to walk that path of manhood. So okay. so <laughs> how, how can people help that, that aren't um, a black man, how can you be an ally or, or an accomplice or a co-conspirator is to, to get in and learn and understand why that's needed and why it's important. Mm -hmm. Right. Thank you, Claude. And Trauma asked you if there's anything you'd like to add and then any final thoughts you'd want to share. Sure. So quickly, I would say about allies and advocates, it's uh, it's understanding the different flavors associated with the gray areas in that uh, continuum. You know, the, the neutral person is the one that wants to be sympathetic. The ally is the one that wants to be empathetic. An advocate is someone that needs to be angry about in injustice. And so uh, you have to have the courage to, to be angry because there are many situations where we can't afford to be angry, where uh, um, non-people of color have the luxury of being able to be angry. And if they have the courage to do that, that can move the needle forward. Um, the other thing I would say, just quickly, because I know we're limited on time, is that we need to understand that as members of the African diaspora, that we come from a communal uh, uh, nature. That's the, the fiber of our culture. And that living in, in a westernized culture where um, individualism and separation and specialization is the, the mantra of the day that puts stress on our culture. And we have to understand that working together is the way that we overcome that. So mm -hmm. the world would have us be individuals and operate on an individual level, but our strength is in our ability to work together. Mm -hmm. And if you get a chance to, to check out the kaleidoscope of lived cur curricula, which is uh, a new book that's come out that uh, has a chapter in there that touches on that. Look at the section under head bloodied, but unbowed. And uh, you'll see an exploration of what I just talked about. Excellent. Congratulations on that publication to being part um, thereof. And uh, I know we are about out of time. Is there just a final point thought, Henry or Claude, that you'd like to make as we close out? I, I would say, um, all of us are looking to inspire possibility mm -hmm. as, as a legacy. Mm -hmm. Allow that to be. Great. Thank you. Final word from yourself, Henry. Um, the, 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 the mood I'm in, I'm going to say keep up the good fight. All right. Keep thank you. Wonderful. Well, thank you to um, each of you. And also thank you to our listening audience. Join us every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time for Leadership Matters. And if you miss us, download us on, on demand at your convenience. So please um, join us again. Uh, 
next Tuesday, I'm sorry, next Tuesday, next Wednesday, 2 p.m., or at your convenience for Leadership Matters, informing leaders, inspiring solutions. Thank you again for tuning in. Leadership Matters with Dr. Cheryl White and Dr. Andre Howard is broadcast live every Wednesday afternoon at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a wonderful week and make your leadership matter.